Speak Your Truth. I'm here with Mr. Greg Graber, a mental performance coach, educational leader, author of Amazon bestseller, Slow Your Roll, Mindfulness for Fast Times, and a keynote speaker. Graber has worked with the LSU Tigers, Memphis Grizzlies, Hilton Worldwide, and many more. In this episode of Speak Your Truth podcast, Greg explains the importance of high-level mental performance for athletes and entrepreneurs. He's a super cool guy, uh, really, really entertaining, and it's a quick episode, so I hope you guys, you know, are able to digest it since it's not as long as my other ones. Me and Greg got straight to the point. Thank you for tuning in, and again, I hope you guys enjoy. Yay! Progress. Speak your truth. I'm here with Greg. Say it for me one more time. Graber. 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 Y'all can't get it. He just, he literally just told me. Can't get it right. Graber. I want to say grabber. When I was no, typing, it's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> see, no, when I when I was typing it, that, I, I, that has all kind of connotations. To, see, know. look, and I'm not the only one, so I don't feel as bad typing it. I kept saying garber, just I don't know. I never heard that one. Never heard that one, Greg. Yeah. So now that we know your name, tell us a little bit more about you. Wow, that's a lot. So. Uh, my background, I'm an educator, but I, uh, I have a background in mindfulness and SEO. So I think probably the reason you're talking to me is I train a bunch of uh, elite athletes and well-known teams on mindfulness, and I do mental performance training. So my, my current clients include a bunch of uh, good D1 basketball programs. So I work with uh, LSU. Wednesday, I'm flying out again to work with uh, Marquette and Coach Chuck Smart. Nice. Uh, work with Rice University in Houston, George Washington University uh, in D.C., of course, uh, Siena College, uh, McNeese State down in Louisiana. So I stay pretty busy doing this stuff. Yeah. It sounds like it. So why do you do that? What made you get into doing this? I love it. Um, my wife took me to a mindfulness course years ago. I thought it was kind of esoteric and weird, but then I kind of fell back into it. At the time, I was a, a distance runner. I would do marathons and ultra marathons, and I, I researched like the science behind it, the benefits, and uh, to make a long story short, I'm here. In, I'm in Memphis. Okay. So I started working with the University of Memphis men's basketball team. It was the first big team that I worked with. Uh, when Josh Pastner, who's the coach now at Georgia Tech, was there. And just kind of took off and started working with Will Wade when he was in Chattanooga. And I've been everywhere with him now, BCU, LSU. Um, it's been great. I've just really enjoyed it. That's awesome. So can you tell us about the importance of a high level of mental performance for these athletes and also the entrepreneurs that you work with? Yeah, without a doubt. So... You know, as an athlete, and you, you as well, we've always sort of known uh, the benefits of the mental side of the game, but it's just now starting to come to the forefront, sort of, of the national consciousness, for whatever reason. It could be people like Kevin Love a couple years ago came out and talked about the importance of it, and now, of course, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. Um, if you think about it, the way I tell the athletes that I work with and the coaches that I work with is athletes, typically we leave off the most important third, or 33 and a third percent, which is the middle game. We work on our conditioning, 
and we work on the techniques of our game, and then we leave off the middle side a lot. It really requires intentional training to take it to the next level. And that's really what we've seen is the difference maker. Every team has good athletes. Every team has good players. But as you know, when push comes to shove and it's sort of gritty time, that mental toughness is what's going to carry you through. So. Definitely. And how can we really say that, you know, sports and, you know, sport performance essentially is 90% mental, 10% physical, but we don't train that mental. There's no emphasis. Exactly. Yeah. How, how can we say that? I don't even know, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's always sort of, for me, I always knew, you know, I was a soccer player. Like I said, I was a runner and running those long distances and stuff. I, to your point, it's hard to quantify a number, but like, yeah, 90% or whatever. It just, that's what carried me through. My mindset would carry me through. Or ultimately, my lack of mindset would not carry me through sometimes. So for me, it was a pretty kind of simple, simple equation. You've still got to have sort of, you still got to obviously be in shape. You've got to be good at your sport. You've got to have some natural athleticism to succeed. But without the middle game, we've all seen these players before. We've all played with them or coached them. These, these athletes with God-given talent and emotionally, their emotional intelligence or their mental toughness just wasn't there and they didn't succeed because of that. I'm one of those athletes, definitely. I'll tell anybody that. And now that I'm older and I've learned, you know, what it was that took me out of my game, it was just basically a lack of confidence, a lack of trusting my coaches because of, you know, past situations and stuff like that, or even my, my parents being in the way of different things. Um, you know, it's never too late to go back, but I wish that I would have known what I knew now because I would I probably would have never stopped playing. I would, I would still, we wouldn't be talking right now probably. I would still be playing basketball. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know really what more we can do to, to make coaches and, and these universities aware that the mental aspect is the most important. And, you know, maybe even doing like mental health screens as athletes come in these universities to make sure that they are, you know, healthy enough to even attend class because that's a lot going to class and playing your sport. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, it's a ton. Yeah, I wasn't playing a D1 sport and mm -hmm. just going to class and not drinking beer and wanting to go <laughs> You know, so I was the norm, you know. For real. And, and I see what these D1 athletes do. I work with so many now. It's so regimented. There's so much internal and external stress. And the expectations are so high. I think it's coming to the forefront now. I think people are finally starting to realize now. But years ago, I'd go in with a team, and I would teach them meditation. You know, a dozen years ago, and they'd be like, this is crazy. This is the dumb. This is weird. Mm -hmm. Now I'll do it, and these teams are... They're into it. And even some of them, some of the premier high school programs, like I'm going to go to Mount Verde Academy, my alma mater, uh, in October and work with them. But like IMG and a few of these places started to trickle down to them and they're seeing it. So uh, the other part of my job, I work at a school as an SEL, social emotional learning director. I was a principal for a long time. We were working today with two year olds, teaching them how to do belly breath. Basically, that's a technique for regulating emotion. So I think it's here. I think, I don't want to see that this is one of the blessings of COVID. You don't want to say it's a blessing when 
something terrible like that happens and people die or they're really sick. But one of the things that we found is um, the need for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. all the time, you know, not just catastrophic situations. Definitely. What is a common theme that you've seen working with the athletes? Um, I guess that affects their mental health. Is there something that, like, you know, everybody has in common, or is it different things for each athlete? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it it varies from athlete to athlete. Part of it is we all have different baselines for anxiety, and sort of the deal, the way the ways in which we deal with stress. Um, but you know, some some cultures that are really tight and they do things really well they make this type of stuff, like the teams that I work with, like Marquette, like Shaka Smart, like Will Wade at LSU, Jamie and Christian at GW, uh, Scott Perra at Rice. These guys make this a priority, and they see if the coach is into this, it's very symbiotic, then they'll be into it. Mm-hmm. If the coach can not just talk the talk with it, but also walk the walk and do it, the players are going to get into it. But part of it is, um, I'm not gonna lie. There's a there's a bit of a, a little bit of salesmanship that goes into it because a lot of these five star or really high caliber athletes, everyone is always pitching stuff to them. So it takes a while sort of to break through to them. But once they see the value with it, this is a life skill that'll transcend and stay with them past their playing days. You know, so, as as professionals family members, all that, all that good stuff. Definitely. What's some advice that you can give or some examples of how you work with players that an athlete who doesn't have access to a life coach or a mindfulness coach, sports psychologist, or a therapist in general, what are some things that they can do to help their mental health or their anxiety? Yeah, there are some some great resources uh, like apps, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Headspace, the NBA uses that one. Nice. Or, or Calm, you know, LeBron advertises that one. Some really good ones like that uh, that are good. It, it's all about self-care and taking care of themselves. We always think about when we hear about athletes' recovery, we think about it's like rest and recovery from a physical perspective. But they've got to decompress mentally too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these kind of things, these kind of mindfulness techniques – really good for them, like the deep breathing, the meditation. There's some great guided apps. They can even find good free stuff on the internet. It's for just sure. making it a habit like anything else. For sure. Greg, thank you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you. You were an awesome guest. Love Thanks. talking to you, man. Um, if there's anything you ever need from me, please let me know. Likewise. Thank I love you. talking to you. Let's do it again one day. Definitely. Oh, I'm always down for a part two. Yes. Yes. Oh, and also watch Ted Lasso. That's a great show. You gotta tell everybody that. Wait, what's it called? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. Make sure you remind me. Alright. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Recording stopped. Speak your truth. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please take a look at today's show notes for any questions you may have and more information on today's guests. If there's anything that I did not answer, you know where to find me.